0: You trying to be a street cop. I run a little late this evening. Uh wanted to reach out to you guys before I to head home and give you something good. I know I flipped through the book the other day and I found some stuff that I thought was really good for you guys to to know. I'm just going to shut my phone off while I do this. My bad. told everybody in the office. turn the phones off in the only That's all it didn't. But anyway. Let's, uh, let's talk about ordering passengers out of motor vehicle, state versus Taiwan, uh, a Taiwan, comb out of Woodbridge. Two of my friends, actually, one guy I was the Academy with and another guy who was pretty much like a life partner lived together with me, and then they had a case. And we'll talk about state versus Brian L. Smith, 1994. And a lot of people get confused when they're asking people out of cars. They don't know when they can do that when they can't. We know that New Jersey adopts the MIMS test. That's Pennsylvania versus MIMS. That's U.S. federal court rulings, Supreme Court rulings that say a driver can be asked out of a car without any reasonable suspicion. That applies for every police officer who's watching this all across the country. Um, maybe you have different case law in your state. You'd have to check with it. But New Jersey has adopted Pennsylvania versus MIMS as a safety concern. Why you can ask people to step out of the car and speak to you off the side of the roadway. They have to comply. They to comply. would result in obstructing the administrative law. Now, let's talk about Brian L. Smith first, and we'll talk about Taiwan Bacomb uh, that just came out this year a little bit later. Um, So Steve versus Smith, here's what happens. Um, What the the court says is a passenger may not be ordered out of a vehicle lawfully stopped for a traffic violation. They got to read the wording in these cases and don't get confused on it. A traffic violation. So if you're pulling somebody over, you're running radar and you're pulling people over and you're enforcing Title 39. It's not a pretext stop. You have no suspicion of criminal activity. What they're saying is, yeah, you can't pull over Susie driving her kids to soccer practice and have the husband step out of the car for no reason at all. So stop reading too far into this. Traffic violation. Unless the officer is able to point out specific and articulable facts that would warrant a heightened caution to justify the order. All right, The officer need not to point out specific facts that the occupants are armed and dangerous. Rather, the officer point out only to some fact or facts in the totality of circumstances that would create In a police officer, a heightened awareness of danger that could warrant an objectively reasonable officer in securing the scene in a more effective manner by ordering the passenger to alight from the car. You don't have to believe they're armed and dangerous. If you have reasonable suspicion, this is about the standard you'll need to ask people out of the car. Okay? This is the standard. Don't read too far into this, guys. Let's not get confused. I have some things highlighted. While the court concluded that the MIMS per se rule should not be applied automatically to passengers, it did recognize, however, that instances will surface in which police officers with less than reasonable suspicion that a passenger is engaged in criminal activity or is armed and dangerous may reasonably order a passenger to step out of the car. This The bar is set low for this circumstance, okay? So if you're asking somebody in the car and your PD... Is not one that's gonna back you up. You're still going out and being proactive, and they say, well, why'd you ask him out of the car? Well, the standard's set so low. It is just set so low that you know, this is it says it right here at State versus Spine L Smith. I'm following the case law. And the last part I have highlighted here is accordingly to support an order to to a passenger to a light from a vehicle for a traffic violation. You also need not point to specific facts, the occupants are only dangerous, rather, you also need to point to only some factor facts and the totality of the circumstances that would create. In a police officer, a heightened awareness of danger that would warrant an objectively reasonable officer in securing the scene. All right. Uh, I think that's it for that one. Now, what happens is, listen, I've never had anybody challenge me when I had a car with reasonable suspicion asking people to step out of car. I mean, I, these are some of these things that everybody Monday morning quarterbacks, like all this bullshit that everybody's got an opinion about. It just hasn't been challenged. You know, it, it doesn't get challenged on a on a regular level or a regular basis it doesn't happen so what's everybody so worried about reasonable suspicion please folks please understand what the difference is between pc and reasonable suspicion res i've talked about it a hundred times in the totality of the circumstances something doesn't make sense here we can never pinpoint what that something is because sometimes you think you have drugs and you find you stolen stuff sometimes you get stolen stuff you find out you have drugs sometimes you think you have drugs and you find out you have a kidnapping going on Sometimes you have credit card fraud going on. How would you possibly know what was going on in the car? You would just take all the facts and the totality of the circumstances and say, holy shit, there's something not right here. This doesn't make sense. Every other car I've stopped in my career had a good explanation of what they were doing, where they were going from. Uh, They didn't have a reaction to my presence. All these things didn't happen until this guy uh, confronted me. So, um let's talk about state versus taiwan Bacom, Uh taiwan bakom this is at a woodbridge okay and i'm going to read to you just a brief on it and it says uh taiwan bakom and some other juvenile are driving through woodbridge that the narcs see him go into newark they see him come back he's not wearing a seatbelt. they they knew he was going to pick up they do a pretextual stop um when the detectives walk up to the car they see comb or sir or sorry SSR under the uh, reaching under the, the the seat of the car. They order him out. They take him out, and uh, they end up finding drugs. Right. So what happens is is at superior court division they win, and they say, yeah, look, that's that's right in line with uh, Brian L Smith. You had a heightened caution. Didn't have to be danger factor. Don't ever write. Furtive movements, please, for Christ's sakes. Don't write furtive movements. Describe what you see. The guy's head went down. You saw his shoulders start to move. It looked like he was reaching under the seat. Not furtive movements. You'll lose on that. That's just stupid language that you would include in your report. Don't do things like that. Don't give defense attorneys things to work on and eat you up for. because They'll they'll eat you for fucking breakfast on that. Describe things as they happen. Yeah, he was leaning forward. I saw his shoulder go down. His head disappeared for three seconds. Whatever it's got to be. You have to paint the picture. But anyway, what happens is it it goes to the appellate division. The appellate division reverses the Superior court, and then the Supreme Court steps in and re-reverses it again and says, no, good to go. You had a guy reaching under the seat of a car while he was being stopped. Detectives saw it. They they interdicted him. Good to go. So um, you have that. The standard set so low for when you can ask a passenger out. Basically, it is. If it's more than just a typical traffic stop where you're running a radar and writing tickets and doing Title 39 enforcement, when you begin to develop more that something's not right on a motor vehicle stop and you find it necessary to have to separate passenger and driver, you can do that. Or ask everybody out of the car because of safety. You could, you could do that. There's, there's so many different circumstances where you're to do it. It doesn't have to be a dangerous situation. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's uh, passionate video. for the New Jersey guys, That was a New Jersey case law Uh, for the rest of the guys who are watching around the country. And a lot of people are watching these videos. Check out Pennsylvania versus men. See if it applies in your state. It's the standard for asking a driver out of a car. If you guys need anything, reach out to me. Send me an email. If you guys want more stickers and you're watching, you're new to the group, we give out these stickers right here. You want one of these stickers? Send an email with your name and address to streetcopstickers at gmail.com, streetcopstickers.com at gmail.com. We'll send one out to you. It's no charge. You don't got to trade me a badge, a coin. Yeah, you know, your, your wife's underwear. Well, you, you want to send that if she's good looking. Yeah. Uh, so, with that being said, have a good night. you want a sticker, Ken, send us an email at stickers at gmail.com, Kenny, and we'll send you a stick. You know what, Ken? We'll send you two out. Just write two. I'm not giving two to everybody. They're a bucket shot. So, let's. we got 4,500 people in this group, and believe like a like 1,000 requests for these things. I have to buy another 500 of them. So, let's all take it easy. All right, Ken, I'll see you later. Guys, have a good night.